0: Hello beautiful people and welcome to episode 38 now of the Clutchdown podcast. You're back with Resend and Gavin. How you been, Gav? Sup. I've been good. I've yeah. been
1: good. Uh, just enjoying the British weather. Hot day. We're hammering it down. Day and currently it's kind of snowing.
0: Yeah, when when pre podcast pre you know, you know. pre podcast when you uh you were chatting about the the thunder you experienced thunder. earlier, I was looking at the window. I was like, oh, we've lost the sun. It's cloudy, and now the sun actually yes. just came back out. So I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's quite it's quite the show. Yeah, I don't know enough about climate to explain why. but oh, and
1: and 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 can I, can I, I watched that film Air yesterday.
0: Was that about the climate?
1: No. No, it's about about uh, Michael Jordan signing for Nike. Oh, Maybe.
0: it's very misleading. There was a very misleading. I can see where your mind went there, but it was slightly <laughs> misleading that we were talking <laughs> no, about climate and you you mentioned you. something called air. Gotcha. Yeah, I oh, no, it's good. It's, it good. good. it's
1: good. It's Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's worth worth a watch. That one. Okay. Uh Treat myself to a Pepsi Max.
0: Treat yourself to a Pepsi Max. Is that yeah. to, to do? To, does the did the and, doc inspire you or? And,
1: and and I had a Greggs before I went in. You, what, it really, it really was drill? quite quite a sausage roll and a bit of Tottenham
0: cake oh very nice where the nfl uk games are <laughs> <laughs> see what i did there I, I did i did i was trying to think I, I i thought to myself can i make some sort of relation here i thought nah no nah, yeah. no one's no one's silly enough to do that I did and i forget how zany my my podcasting I, partner is you,
1: yeah exactly i am wacky, wacky. no it's a, good, it's a good film it's a good film good okay. good 80s uh soundtrack um yeah it's good very interesting um Worth, worth watch.
0: Nice. Worth a watch. Meanwhile, I restarted Twin Peaks yesterday.
1: Wow. I only
0: ever got to, I got like three episodes into season two and then didn't finish it. So I was like, exactly. oh.
1: Is that like the original, like early nineties, or did yeah, they make it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, they, they they did they like another series. It wasn't a remake. It was like an extension, like a few years ago. But the the early one was yeah, literally 1990, 1990, That's
1: Same when you were what
0: minus eight? Minus minus six. Minus, minus six. Minus <laughs> six. I I, I was forty three. <laughs> you were forty three before <laughs> <laughs> well, you became old man, Gav. Oh God! All right. Should we? Talk- I've
1: never seen it. It's crazy. You haven't
0: no oh what have you been doing all these years
1: watching friends on repeat
0: watching friends and, and movies watching, about climate watching,
1: watching friends and american football
0: yeah well speaking of american football mm. and enough about old men should we talk about some young whippersnappers who've just <laughs> re-signed to their new teams Ooh, let's look at that. them there's they're gonna have lots of money for sweets <laughs> so so we, we we alluded well i didn't allude it to it last week it said exactly what we we're going to talk about this episode so we thought we'd go through chat about the uh, top free agents that were re-signed to teams. We've spoken about you know offensive defense and players that signed to new teams and so on. But we thought this week we'd we'd kind of rattle off and talk about the top free agent re-signings and then pre pre episodes. Gavin came up with a great idea. So after the draft, we're going to do an episode talking about um, basically rating each team's off so we can then talk through you know the trades the the free agent re-signings the new free agent signings for teams and kind of do that so these kind of free agent special episodes will lead into that but yeah we're going to
1: make a note of the date that's it. my one good idea of the year
0: yeah yeah Well, that's what we do yes. I, I come up with the ideas gavin does the predictions and it all kind of meets in the middle well, folks guess so <laughs> yeah um yeah cuz we we'll we'll chat about some of the uh the the main biggest re signing at the end of this well not re signing re signing to a new team at the end of this episode because it was yet another prediction that I got wrong and we will get into that <laughs> but for for now I think we'll yeah we'll t- we'll chat about the top three agents re signings to teams and then also talk about the top free agent that's available at each position so kicking it off with quarterback you'll love this I I think that the top quarterback signing cuz you know the biggest kind of quarterback signing to a new team was Derek Carr and and all that but i think the top quarter, quarterback actual re-signing was probably Cooper Rush for the Cowboys he re-signed on a two year 5 5 million deal which i was <laughs> i was just kind of looking at and i was like well realistically that's quite good considering how much you're paying your starting quarterback to get your um back up your show come in and win games and get him on a two year, five million deal. Like a pretty good deal for that. I think it's quite a good move for the Cowboys. I, I, I'm
1: going to confess. I don't actually know how old Cooper Rush it is.
0: Um,
1: it's going I, to be what? I, really, I, I hope he's like 39, but I know he's going to be like mid 20s.
0: Yeah. He? He's going to be 27,
1: 29, 20, 29, 29. Yeah. He really has settled, doesn't he? Or either, either that or he's just hoping that the Cowboys maybe just give up on, on that come, come a playoff time. No, clearly he's happy. He's happy there, isn't he? It's, um, Yeah, he's happy being part of that set. That set RPs. He's got a little bit of a cult following at the Cowboys, hasn't he? Really? Yeah, um, with
0: five and one as a starter, that's not too you know, too bad going. Yeah, exactly.
1: You, you, know, you love keep, him. I I am a huge fan. If you could see the poster on my ceiling, mm. you, know, you thought I was going to say Walton, didn't you? No, no. Um, you lay in bed yes, at night, like, looking. I at lay that. in bed. I stare up at Cooper Rush. I, I mean, obviously, and also he is he is literally better than Jimmy Garoppolo anyway, so whatever. Yeah,
0: very true. And and as we always have to put in the caveat, is not quite as handsome as Jimmy Garoppolo, but that means nothing in the free agent <laughs> market. Get.
1: That's harsh if Cooper Rush is listening, and I'm sure he is. Yeah, ig-
0: ignore him, Cooper. Yeah, there you go. Gavin's got your back, but yeah, it's, it's weird because you remember that I think the first episode we ever ever did, we went on a massive tangent talking about the success of ginger <laughs> quarterbacks, <Us>. and <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like we're, we're very That's succinct to the point. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> um, it says six minutes into the episodes, and we've only spoken about one player, <laughs> uh, Rush. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Really on the on the pulse of the NFL news? <laughs> yeah, we know exactly what people want to hear. Um, <laughs> you know,
1: Odell Beckham? No, no,
0: no, no, no. We'll we'll talk about him last once people are bored and giving up on yeah. the episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, well, if people have been following this, it's the first episode we did, we you know we spoke about ginger-headed quarterbacks and their success at the NFL, <laughs> and the top the top quarterback resigned, I'd say for a team was Cooper Rush, and the top yeah. free agent quarterback I'd say available is Carson Wentz. <laughs> So, Hang
1: on. where's Carson Wentz going? No, nowhere at the moment.
0: That's the what thing. About,
1: what, about, uh, what about Andy Dalton?
0: Andy Dalton, he signed with the. Who did he sign with? He
1: didn't stick with the Saints, did he? I don't
0: think he said with the Saints. It was the Panthers, weren't it?
1: yeah yeah he signed with the
0: panthers so
1: (laughs) i didn't realize yeah 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 so we just need we just need to get wentz's agent to pull his finger out
0: yeah basically otherwise our our theory goes down in down in smoke down in fire um um, but yeah i think wentz we we spoke about it a few weeks ago didn't we say a few weeks it's probably like three months ago at this point but um yeah, it's, it's strange because I do think that he could fit into that backup role with the team. I think his days as a starter are probably Start, yeah. probably done unless, you know, injury concerns happen for a team or any injury to a starting quarterback. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of what happens with um, Wentz because it's not kind of clear what his, his path is. I think after that, what, three interception game where he came in for the commanders last year, it kind of showed that he's always going to have that gun-ho kind of ability of just launching and and um, making bad kind of bonehead plays which I, I say I, I kind of hypothesize that that comes from when he had his ACL injury and I think he kind of in that moment is worried about injuries so he makes those boneheaded plays which is also yeah, why I mean, when he's comfortable he can be such a good player but yeah Carson Wentz is a strange one I think kind do you of think, do you yeah. think maybe he
1: just needs to take a little bit of time out and just like you know, like being serious you, you look at Tom Brady obviously he suffered a bad injury And he came back. And, like, it's almost like he just needs to take a little bit of time out and just watch a lot of tape and just maybe adjust his game slightly. Because... He's clearly got an arm still. Yeah. It's just it, it it's as if it's in the head. It's like you say he's rushing himself. I th- he's yeah. Maybe maybe. I mean maybe he's worried. I don't know. We we I've never actually met Carson Wentz. No. Um <laughs> I know crazy. Isn't yeah, every, sing, every single birthday I send an invite he never comes.
0: Yeah. No. Um, I understand. <laughs> it's, it's disrespectful to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But
1: um you you you'd think he'd be picked up. Maybe it's a situation that at some point during the season, you know, a team obviously a quarterback will go down. And he'll just be waiting in the wings because um, what is he? Thirty two, thirty three? Uh, he he's not, is he's not thirty. Young, 30, is he? 30, 30 yeah, yeah. Pretty young for a QB. Exactly. So maybe just needs a little bit of time.
0: Yeah, and I think he, you know, start of the season, it does feel like it could potentially be a confidence thing with him in himself and also in the injury worries because there was a few games at the start of the season where he was actually playing quite well. Yeah, and then he got the it was a hand injury or like the thumb injury. Taylor Heineke took over a starter, even when Wentz was healthy. And then the commanders just kind of went, all right, let's throw Wentz in because we need a big game quarterback to, to win this game against what was... I can't remember who they played. I think it might have been the 49ers. And then he threw those three interceptions and just had an awful day. And it was like... Yeah, like it seems like he's constantly just been pushed to like not have the confidence. Like the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round and kind of going, yep, you screw up. Well, Hurts is coming in. And it's like this year, it's like, yeah, you were the starting quarterback and playing well. But yeah, now Heineke's taken over. So it does feel like maybe it's just a, a confidence boost. So maybe being a backup quarterback, learning the system, having the pressure off of him of being that kind of, you know, Potential starter might actually do better for him than you know being sort of thrust into a starting role with a with a team. So so yeah, I I think. It'll be interesting where Wentz goes. I think, yeah, the Cowboys' re-signing rush is a, a good deal. But I think let's move on to running backs. And and I think my, fa- my favourite re-signing for a team was actually for the Vikings. So their backup running back, who I remember videoing a touchdown of uh, when the Vikings played the Saints last year and he did a little drinking tea celebration in England. But they <laughs> the uh, Vikings re-signed him on a two-year, seven-million deal. Which I think is really good Because he's only 24 years old Um, You know Dalvin Cook When he's healthy Is a fantastic starting running back But the problem we found Over the last few seasons Is that He can also be very injury prone Is, is this Mattison? Mattison, Mattison Alexander him? Mattison yeah. Yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. Did I actually say his name Or did I just
1: You didn't say his name You didn't say his name No, just you, did, no, saying... no you basically you, you mentioned him And then you talked about yourself And the video you got Of him celebrating Yeah Which is obviously more important Than his name But I just want yeah. to
0: drop it in Yeah I was kind of alluding to it I wanted to like deal with Some subtext So that people would then Have to <laughs> google him after Like a. Uh, you know, like a checkoff gun in a movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I I just thought he'd drop his name in there.
0: Yeah, it's probably good. So um so so yeah, I am gonna leave all this in as well. But yeah, so Alexander good. Madison, re-signed with the Vikings on a two-year seven million deal. I like it because, as I said, the injury concerns with Delvin Cook have kind of, you know, happened, especially as he gets more into his late 20s as a running back. And mm. um Matson's kind of shown that he could be that, you know, number one running back for the Vikings when Definitely. Cook's injured. And so it's it's a good deal for for a player that's also quite young. You know, at the end of next season, if he still playing well, or if there's any injuries with Cook, then they could obviously look at re-signing him to a longer deal. But um, and
1: the, th- the thing is, we we are you know the NFL now is very much a, a two running back league, isn't it? Yeah, yeah dual, definitely. Dual, yeah, yeah. The, the dual threat is a huge thing. Um And yeah, I think I think he's a very good signing for the Vikings. Like like some, I'd have I'd have thought there'd be a lot of suitors for him. To be honest. Yeah, but, yeah, it's yeah. I I'm obviously so. happy there, and uh, it, it, it it works for him. I guess like you say, he's only twenty four. So this two year deal still leaves him with number number of years. Uh he can he can play he can play his sort of backup role, but like you say, if Cook gets injured, which he does, I've had him in my dream team for my, yeah. my fantasy team for like the last two or three years. And, uh, yeah, there will always be that little period when you're like, oh, God, he's, he's gone off. He's gone off. Is he going to come back on? Yeah,
0: it's basically like you have to, if you have Cook in the league, you also have to have Madison just sat on the bench, yeah. like just in yeah. case. Like I've, I've got that like one of my leagues where I've just had him sat there for ages. And last season, Cook was, you know, Cook was okay um, in terms of like injuries was all right. But yeah, it's just that kind of constant handcuff you have to have. But I think he's good. And I think from maybe a, a Madison's point of view, you've got at the running back position where longevity can be an issue. He's, you know, keeping himself healthy by staying in that backup role to maybe get you know a good contract depending on what happens with cook for a few years where he's a starter but has kind of left himself to to kind of be quite healthy going into like the sort of second half of his twenties. Yeah. So yeah, no, I a good, good signing for the Vikings. And now I want your opinion on, I think the, the kind of top available free agent running back has got to be Ezekiel Elliott. So what do you think? Where, where's your money on him going? And what do you think? Well, yeah. there,
1: was, there were the rumors that he was going to the Eagles, weren't there? The Eagles yeah. were, were very strong candidates. Um And you know, there's part of me obviously wouldn't want to see that at all being no. his rivals to the Cowboys. Uh, but the last time I think I don't know if we meant we talked about the last time a Cowboys, like is it Murray, wasn't it? Yeah. Marcus, uh, yeah. The DeMarco Cowboys, Murray. Yeah. Did did with the Eagles did nothing. His career like like, as, you know, the Cowboys have let him go for a reason. I think last season you could see the decline. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, he'll always be a legend at, at Dallas. But the reality is that he just isn't um, he isn't the same impact player that he was. It, it's that simple. Yeah. Um so wherever he goes again you know you could say that he'll be good as part of a two two pronged attack but to be honest at Dallas I don't think he really was. I mean as a as a starting center he was awful.
0: As a start, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah that's that's <laughs> 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 but, but no poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a way to end your career. Yeah. Um, no, but I I, genuinely, I, I I he'll go somewhere, but I don't think he's going to command him much money. I, you know, it's a, it's a big one. How much does he want it? How much is how much can his body do it still? Yeah. Um, it's a risk for whoever signs him, so I don't think he's going to get a ton of money because his impact last year was just was just uh, the decline was big um the injuries i think the i think he had injuries a year before really and i don't think he's ever come back from that so i haven't read up on anything lately on, on where he's going um no he's, he had a, a sort him of wish... and, him and him and carson should start their own team
0: maybe yeah maybe they should they should base him in london and then, like, <laughs> yes. yeah, they're just the stream team of top yes. three agents. Let's make a team out of all of the top three agents that haven't been oh, signed yet. There's an episode. There's an episode. There's, there's an, an episode. episode. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough Because I think it looks like his wish list for teams didn't quite pan out. And he hasn't really been able to find a, a suitor. And I think you're right. I think it's because of, you know, how when like Pollard kind of came to the forefront last year, you saw the difference in like dynamism and like yes. pe- like speed and power and all that and it just really showed how think- Zeke had lost that.
1: Yeah, I think for a lot of people, I think for a lot of people, because um, we had you know we had Elliot and Pollard um, for a good year or so before. You kind of looked at Pollard having had years of Elliot, and you, I, I don't know. I personally looked at Pollard, and thought mm, he looks a little bit lightweight. I yeah. don't know if he's ever going to be the number one guy because we've just had years of Elliot running through people, and even before that, Murray was kind of that guy. Um, and Pollard's different. He he's he's he you know obviously he's, he's still a physical threat, but he's not the same.
0: Yeah. Shifty boys.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it took us us a while to kind of like, it almost like snuck up on everyone. Suddenly you were like halfway through last season, you were like, hang on, I don't think Elliot's the, I think Pollard's the main guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like, it was kind of a subtle thing, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. Um, yeah, I think I, I definitely think the, the the dream team with 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 Wentz is is a, it's waiting to happen.
0: I feel like Elliot, unfortunately, is now going to be one of these players that you know, like when you think of like David Johnson, who had that incredible season in the league, and it's just now I'm not even sure he's with now. He bounced to kind of the Saints and the um, Texans and so on and and all that. Yeah. And you know, I think Elliot might now just become one of these players that unfortunately kind of fades into the background, and so we'll sign with like. A, a sort of random team, yeah. and then and then just kind of bounce around over the next few years. Well,
1: who, who was the who was the guy? Oh god, I should remember his name. Played for the Dolphins and was it Ajay Ajayi? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind yeah. of.
1: Well, I mean, but I, th- I think Zeke's had a, obviously had. a, I think overall had a more prolific career because he done he he done it multiple years at one team. Yeah. But Jaijaie had his had his year or two, didn't he? Yeah. I think he actually might have even won a Super Bowl. He
0: did. He he the uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he had that period. <laughs> re- yeah.
1: Zeke, let's face it, it in years to come i think you're going to remember ezekiel elliott more than jay ajayi. and yeah one of them has a super bowl ring and the other one doesn't
0: well those I, I remember i'll always remember jay ajayi for that um year where he had his thousand yard season where he had three 200 yard games of the season it was just like <laughs> where has this come from yeah because funny yeah. enough i saw so i saw miami play it was the first game i saw in the states they played the titans um, and then the next week, so that season, the 2016 season, then they got destroyed by the the um, Titans. They just didn't look good. And the next week, then Miami were playing the Steelers. And it was like, everyone was like, they're going to get destroyed. Like, you know, what's the point? And I remember looking on my fantasy football app and going... Wait, JJ has over 200 yards rushing. What the yeah. hell has happened? And I'd be like, okay. And then they beat the Steelers. And it was like, oh, okay. And he did it again the week after against the Bills. So as much as you won't remember his, his career as much, it was like, there's a special place in my heart. British special player special. as well.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Brit- again, I'm going to say British player. I remember one of the first things I ever photographed for NFL UK was an event when they used to have these oh. um, road shows at um, Trafalgar Square. Right. And we were waiting for the all the, the players to turn up. And I always remember Fitzpatrick being there. And me being me has to have my little conversation with these people. Of course. And J- JJ, people were trying to get photos. He turned up in, in uh, he had a Dolphins shirt on, but over the top of it, he'd put an Arsenal shirt on. Right. And me being a Chelsea fan, uh, had, a, had a bit of banter. And everyone was trying to get a photo of him because he's the English guy in an, in an, in an Arsenal shirt. <laughs> and, I just, I, and I just said, oh, he'd look happier if he had a Chelsea shirt on. And he looked up and smiled <laughs> straight at me. And obviously everyone gets the photo. And I was like, yeah, I got
0: that. Yeah, you get, I, I got yeah. I got the photo You're too. You're welcome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. You can have that on me. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's why I'll always remember Jay and Joey
0: nah, good old Jay good old Jay he's only 29 now as well um, but <laughs> is he really yeah yeah but um, wow. yeah no Jump, jumping back to um, Elliot jumping back to Elliot yeah I do I'd like to see him go to another team and do well as like a tandem back or you know go to a team and be that backup role or part of kind of like a three-headed monster and and still Mm. put up some decent yards and you know decent touchdowns and so on like you never know i mean he might have a similar thing to you know mark ingram a few years ago yeah alvin Kamara was uh, was drafted by the saints so then ingram kind of faded out a bit went to the ravens and had a thousand yard season so it might be a similar thing like he might sign with a team like the ravens who need a you know another running back or something Mm. um and then yeah
1: I mean, let's face it. A lot of these guys, as long as they stay healthy, you put them behind a good offensive line. Yeah, the chances are they're going to pick up yards. Like you know, he'll still, he will still, you can still, he still have an eye for, for for spotting the hole to go through. He just probably, I mean, probably just needs. That leads it, it's more obvious, you know. You need to play behind that good offensive line, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where it goes, definitely.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And to say, I think
1: it'll be weird, it'd be it's one of those, yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, whenever a guy who has literally made a career at one team leaves and you see them in a different shirt, you're like, That look well. I mean, let's face it, it's going to look really weird seeing Derek Carr. Uh, in, in a Saints shirt. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know? yeah, so, so when these when these things happen, you're like, oh, that's gonna look really weird.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's fun with free agency, but it is also when you've when there's like you know the top quarterback of a team or top running back or top receiver and they go to a new team, it's so kind of strange to get your your head Aaron, around.
1: Aaron Rodgers possibly in a jet shirt.
0: Oh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, for, it'll be like four years time, and they'll be like, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is still deciding on what team to sign with. Like, I've given up he's on the his, Aaron Rodgers he, dudes in, now. He's in his dark room. <laughs> he's back still. to the dark room. Yeah. Oh uh, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I agree. It'd be weird seeing Elliot in a different uniform, but jump through kind of wide receiver and tight end. I think. Um, so we we kind of spoke about this, but I'd say it's kind of top free agent resign. I think it was Darius Slayton for the Giants. Two years, twelve million. He um, was their top receiver last season you know kind of was that that reliable weapon I had over 700 yards um, with Daniel Jones thrown to him and was just kind of that reliable weapon who was now re-signed for them they get Darren Waller in I think they can get a young guy um kind of in the draft and and sort of really help that position with Daniel Jones and then hope that Saquon Barkley kind of signs his um his franchise tag kind of going into into the next season but I think yeah in terms of to wide receiver, I'd say that was kind of the top re-signing for a team. And I think Jarvis Landry is probably the top kind of free agent available. I think he's, what, 30? 30, 30 now? And I think he can still be that kind of slot guy um, kind of wherever in the league. He's kind of that, you know, slot hero for teams. Um, And I think, you know, didn't kind of work out with New Orleans last year, but he had some good seasons in Cleveland, you know, some good seasons in Miami. And I think it's just going to a team where, you know, doesn't have a revolving door at quarterback and has kind of a set quarterback situation. I, I think I could see him actually re signing with New Orleans now that, you know, Derek Carr's there and that offence yeah. is kind of looking like a bit of a monster. I can see him signing there and kind of a quite team friendly deal just to go, you know, from there with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas and, you know, healthy Alvin Kamara and so on and Derek Carr. It might actually be a, a solid kind of situation.
1: I always think of Jarvis Landry playing in that sort of Browns team where for that for that brief moment you thought maybe the Browns with um Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham might actually, like, do something.
0: Yeah. And it know, just never materialised, did net, it?
1: Netwear all fell apart pretty quick, didn't
0: yeah, it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so we'll, we'll, i say, I say we'll see with this, but I, I can see him residing with the with the Saints, to be honest, and mm. kind of a team-friendly deal, especially as if last season wasn't fantastic. Um And, you know, I, I think it kind of puts him in a that, that position.
1: He, just, he's, he, he, he had his injury problems, doesn't he, Landry? So, yeah. Yeah, he just needs to you need to work on staying fit, trying to get injured so much. I mean, well, wow, it's, really, it's very similar to Beckham, isn't it really? Odell o- o- Beckham Jr. Yeah.
0: Just obviously Odell o- o- had the, f- for a team. yes, he has, which we will get to, but not yes. right now. <laughs> just keep avoiding it. Like, avoiding it's not saying it, Voldemort, it's just he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you mention him, we're not going to talk about <laughs> him. Yeah. Move on, yeah. I mean. Right. I'm going to move um, on to tight ends before we chat about that guy later on. Is Odell
1: Beckham Jr. a tight end? No,
0: no, 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 no. Um, a sort of favorite re-signing through free agency was Donald Parham re signing for the Chargers on a two-year, two point five billion deal, it becomes that safety net to stay there for Justin Herbert, who, you know, they've had some injuries at wide receiver. So so hopefully kind of tight end this will show up their position for a couple of years. And my favorite kind of top free agent available in terms of youth and also sort of a a wholesome potential return um, is Foster Moreau. So Foster Moreau was the Raiders tight end. He was drafted by the Raiders in 2019, played four years on the Raiders, was kind of a backup tight end to Darren Waller throughout those years Um, and he didn't re-sign with the Raiders and then was going through his free agency period visited with a couple of teams and then during a routine physical that was conducted by the New Orleans Saints, they found out that he had Hodgkins lymphoma. so he had cancer and will be stepping away from Football. So from this point, it's like there's no, you know, guarantees on when he will be back or all that. And you know, his his focus has to be on on dealing with with that. But
1: that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Physical and hoping like I hope they don't pick on that that dodgy hamstring. And it's like yeah, cancer.
0: Yeah, and and I think it was who was it? it was it was Eric Berry who was the Chiefs player who had a similar situation a few years ago um so he was the safety for the chiefs and then um yeah and so he stepped away for a while when he came back it was just such an incredible return to see a player you know come back and so i think for kind of a hoping situation as well we'd just love to see fosterborough come back and just do bits in the league on a on a new team and and all that because it'd be such a a sort of wholesome story really
1: want you really want want oh yeah succeed don't you You want it to work out yeah
0: yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So I think kind of top tight end free agent, I'd say Foster Morrow, because I want to want to see him whenever he's back, all the all the best to him in kind of that recovery, but whenever he's back, I'm looking forward to kind of, to seeing the the kind of completion of that Catch that comeback story. Yeah, you know, no, he might, the, the Saints uh, at tight end are, you know, he was visiting with them, Derek Carr, there's the connection. The Saints at tight end don't necessarily, got Jawan Johnson, who had a good season last year, but don't necessarily have an out and out starter. So, you know, It'll be, be yeah. The Derek Carr's gonna be there for a few seasons, so maybe sort next season could be a could be a guy. But yeah, good luck to him in his recovery. But that's that's kind of what we're hoping to see in the the future. Him come back to the league, which would be a great great moment. Um, so we move on last uh, last positions of um, offense. Um, I did, just did this as O-line because otherwise this episode would have been about three hours long. So I think the the top re-signing for me had to be Jason Kelsey, the centre for the Eagles, uh, signed a one-year 14.25 million contract to re-sign with them after making the Super Bowl last year. I think, yeah, that that Eagles offensive line was so good and he's kind of, you know, the cornerstone of that Eagles line, especially with, you know, the relationship he has with Jalen Hurts and also the the off season and doing the podcast with Travis it has become a sort of like fav, fan favorite for a lot of people who aren't even Eagles fans I'm not sure if you're including in that but oh, I love uh, everything about the Eagles yeah you don't don't talk about how much you love the Eagles enough oh,
1: miserable fans i mean no no i love the eagles go eagles yay yeah, we're, yeah. We're, but you can't deny it is a is a very good re-signing it's, it's a very good re-signing and yeah. i think bearing in mind the off season the eagles have had with regards to players <laughs> leaving yeah. I think it was it, it's a huge it's a huge signing for them because yeah. they need they need they needed to keep at least that.
0: And they're still in that window I think, you know, if, from a defensive point of view, um, you know, if you lose some of your free agents on on defense in the in the way that the league is now, it's a lot more about, you know, offenses and passing offenses. So at least you know if you can keep your quarterback, your, your cornerstone quarterback, um, franchise guy healthy and, you know, and to and keep that O-line together, then that puts you in sort of the best position to stay in that kind of Super Bowl window. So we'll, we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, I'd say very good re-signing for the Eagles. And my top O-line free agent, I'd say, is probably Isaiah Wynn. So he was the uh, the former Patriots um, left tackle. And I, I think he's kind of had up and downs, had some injuries last season and so on. But I still think he can be a a serviceable left tackle for a team. Like you saw the, the Bengals last season when they signed some... Uh, not necessarily top free agent O-linemen not the top of each like class but they signed some solid players and helped with that O line, and I think that teams throughout the league, because O lines such an important position. If you've got a guy that can be a serviceable and sort of solid starter, even though he might not necessarily be an all pro guy, um, I think Isaiah wins one of those guys that you can bring in. And also, when it comes to you know the left tackle and protecting your quarterback at that position, at the tackle position, I think having some solid players who can be competition for other players, or as well, kind of through training camps, you know, is good for that player and also good for your for um, your team.
1: Yeah, that, that that is definitely a uh, that's a win for the uh, Patriots. Oh.
0: I've got to say no more on that because that was that was that was just incredible. Just I I incredible. I, 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 you
1: know what? I waited patiently for a minute to
0: say Yeah, that. you weren't listening to a word I was saying. You were just gloating. You're dancing like Bender just, again.
1: I was I was I was waiting waiting for that gap. <laughs> yeah.
0: Amazing. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting it. in. Yeah. Good good stuff. I'm proud of Ooh. you as always. You have sad puns.
1: You know, uh, generally genuinely uh, the, the biggest thing about about Isaiah Win uh, is the fact that he was born in St. Petersburg. Yeah. In Florida, like I didn't know there was a Saint Petersburg in Florida. Didn't you? I'm learning. I'm learning these. I've never been to Florida as well.
0: no, I've been. To, I've literally been to Saint Petersburg in Florida. Too, too, too many crocodiles. Too many crocodiles. I did notice that. Stepped off the plane immediately. Crocodiles everywhere. God. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I hate about Florida is all the goddamn crocodiles.
1: <laughs> so I was so surprised when I got through passport checking and it's just crocodiles looking at your passport. Yeah, he's, he's good. There <laughs> you go. Have a nice time, sir.
0: I had to refrain myself from see you later saying see you later alligator because I didn't want to annoy them. <laughs> Oh, oh. That's
1: worse than my joke.
0: Yeah, that mine was. Yours was very much a you know a a throw that in there. Mine was a shoehorn in there. Oh. Yeah,
1: God, it was awful.
0: Well, what have we learned with? We have a terrible we're sense of humor. we have a terrible sense of humor. And <laughs> that Gavin didn't realise there was a St. Petersburg in Florida.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm educating, all right. There we
0: go. Look at that. Right. There we okay. Go. Well, let's jump let's jump on. I think that clears up clears up offense. A bit top heavy, kind of with who we were chatting about, but um, I think we'll jump on to defense. In terms of D line, I think Larry Ogunjobi would be the the top free agent that was re signed to a team. So he was signed a three year 28.75 million deal for the Steelers. Steelers have had issues with their you know run defense for the last kind of few seasons, and I I think he kind of helped um with with that last year um it's kind of that you know run defender and, and solid player along the d-line who's gonna put in the hard work for a team and kind of to me screams out that just kind of like solid Steelers player so I think for them uh that's that's you know a, a good re-signing for them and in terms of the top free agent D lineman that I'd say is left would be Yannick Ngokwe. So he went to the, you know, was on the the Colts, then went to the Raiders, then went back to the Colts. And has been kind of a solid player, but just hasn't really kind of settled on a, a place and sort of stayed in in a place and so I think he's kind of the, the top guy for you know teams and I think it's going to be like with probably a lot of these players are going to be players that sign with teams after the draft mm. they are not necessarily you know the top of that class or the top of the free agent class but can be a really solid player that can play for your team um, and I think I say Ngokwe is definitely definitely one of those players so, so yeah we're interested to see where he goes we jump on to linebackers I think it'd be good to to chat about the Bengals here actually, because the Bengals were another one of those teams that had to look at kind of you know the potential Joe Burrow extension and and what they were going to do and keeping their defense together and their offense together and protecting Joe Burrow and so on. And so I think. First of all, honorable mention, Levante David re signing with the Bucks, I think was great. He signed a one year deal with them and has you know, been the cornerstone of that defense for the last, what, 10, 11 seasons on the Bucks, which is great and as consistently a good player. But I think my, my top kind of free agent re signing would be Jermaine Pratt for the Bengals, signing a three year, 20 million deal. Um, he had a fantastic season last year. Um, has kind of really sort of started to come into his own on that that Bengal defense. And you know, I think for these top teams, when their their players will kind of come back and and you know they don't lose everyone in free agency which is what can happen with teams where they go into cap hell or kind of have top players i think when you can kind of bring back a cornerstone player you know linebacker or corner or lineman or whatnot i think jermaine perhaps one of those guys for the bengals and yeah i think to be honest the kind of top free agent prospect that's still available would be Carl van Noy, the uh the linebacker started with the lions went to the patriots went to the dolphins went back to the patriots he was on the Chargers last year he's kind of jumped around but you know he's won super bowls he he can be that kind of veteran presence on on a team maybe even jump back to the Lions I would be surprised if he did you know the Lions are trying to build up that defense now and, and I can see him going back you know to the team that he was first drafted to like I can I can see him doing that and I think it'd be good to have a veteran presence at, at linebacker on that Lions team so yeah it'd be interested to see what what happens there um yeah
1: I'm I'm just gonna drop in one of one of my little uh one of my little things uh here um so the Cowboys re-signed Van Der Esch um, now the reason, reason, like I think a lot of Cowboys fans are really happy about this is because he's been fighting neck injury, ne- neck injuries uh, for a couple of years now, and he kind of goes under the radar because it's very much like Demarcus Lawrence and uh, Mika or Micah Parsons, yeah. however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he's kind of like he's kind of been there he's been there a while now and like I say he goes under the radar he does a lot of really good work and he was kind of like he was the guy who sort of came in under the wing of Sean Lee Do you oh yeah him? yeah I remember Sean Lee yeah, yeah. exactly and Sean Lee was like an absolute legend um at linebacker for the Cowboys and then he suffered injuries and obviously well you know like like most of these players eventually they have to retire but Van Der Esch is kind of like that connection to that Sean Lee era yeah And so yeah so he signed a uh he signed a two-year deal um and yeah i, I generally generally like really like you know it keeps all part of that night that that building dallas defense um which is probably the best defense we've had for a, for a while now. Is always the reason Tony Romo never got close to winning a Super Bowl. We never actually had a good defense.
0: Yeah, that can happen with Apple players. We talk about you know Derek Carr and and you know like Drew Brees and so on. Those players that either won a Super Bowl or have not won a Super Bowl and they've just never had a solid defense. Like there's only so much you can do.
1: Tony, Tony Romo, honestly, he got absolutely screwed by the Cowboys. He kept signing good offensive players, and the defense was just trashed for so long. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just really, really. I think I think a lot of Cowboys fans are just really really happy that he's kind of managed to they've managed they've managed to kind of work uh, work through the injuries now i know the neck issue i mean let, let's face it you know you can kind of like you, you can break an arm or you can break a leg and things like that but when it comes to your neck and your spine it's uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty damn serious so the fact that he's managed to have such a good season last year i, I can i can assi- I, I'm, I'm i don't know whether this is true but do you think having someone like parsons doing what he's doing takes a bit of the pressure off Van Der Esch. I mean you, at the end of the day you've still got to make the tackles haven't you you still you've still got to commit to every single play yeah. So, so I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he had to adjust his game. I, I don't know. But whatever they've done in the last year, he's definitely they've definitely managed to avoid the injuries that were plaguing him. So, yeah, it's it's good news. It's good news.
0: Yeah, well, I think automatically, If you're you know you've got a player that can pressure the quarterback and you know knock plays and, and yeah. not have it get to that second part of the defense. I think that definitely, obviously, you know that's why a star pass rusher is so good for many reasons. But one of the reasons, yeah. is if you're disrupting the quarterback of his rhythm, and you know your quarterback misses. On average, an extra four or five passes a game because they're knocked off rhythm. That's an extra four or five passes that the rest of your defense aren't tackling on, and yeah, so on. Yeah, so true. it's it all kind of you know you can knock it down to each such like, specific level of it. But yeah, you never know. I think it's a good point actually. I did I did kind of when I was looking at the free agents, kind of scroll past Van der Rest and think, oh, actually, you know, Ow, you know, you. yeah, he's uh, he's 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 solid. But then I thought, oh, hopefully at some point Gavin will stop me waffling about everything else <laughs> and he'll bring it up and and, and so my and there you are, there, there you are with your plans. Some brilliant Woo. stuff. Um, yeah, I th- let's jump on to before we chat about he who should not be named. Let's uh jump into the final couple of positions the so cornerback and safety. So, the cornerbacks, I think the top re signing has to be James Bradbury. You know, after we spoke about the Eagles and the players they lost in free agency, he re signed with them on a three year, 38 million deal. You know, second team all pro last year was a, you know, a big player on that defense, despite the obvious holding call with the Super Bowl and the issues that caused. I think you, ca- you can't, um, you know, reduce a player's role in anything down to that like you know anybody yeah, who said he's the reason yeah. the eagles lost the super or it's like well Madden. there's a whole other game like breaking things down to one player, i always find really really silly and you know in games but i think for the eagles this is such a top re-signing for them um on their team and they're, they're managing to to just sort of just about keep all the pieces there uh for, for that team which is which is good um especially if it's consistent across offensive defense which we we're just chatting about with you know tony romo you can have your top quarterbacks so and you can have your top offense but if your defense can't stop the ball then it's kind of pointless yes. so yeah it's a great great re-signing for the eagles unfortunately to say uh for you but i think yeah, yeah.
1: No, i'm always happy to see the eagles uh, build on build on success build and, on success get, yeah you know that's all i want is all i want is a, is a really good uh, yeah i just want a really good um uh, NFC East. Uh, you know, I want I want every team around the Cowboys being top top notch, so that every game is is a big game to watch. And and obviously, seeing the Eagles get better is is always a great thing. And I mean that with all with zero sincerity.
0: Yeah, I I, th- I there want was every
1: team to be terrible. You, I was starting to convince you that I was being honest, then didn't I? I was. I thought you were being sincere. <laughs> you know, it was it no, was I'm the not kind, of,
0: kind of kind want... of annoyed tone in your voice.
1: <laughs> I want I want everyone else to be garbage, so that the Cowboys get an easy ride into the playoffs, and then we fluke our way to a Super Bowl. That's what I want. Mm. Can I have that? Can yeah, us, yeah. I've. I it's mean, been a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. You did kind of start supporting them in the glory days, and have been a bit shafted since. At least I started I was, supporting the I Raiders was, when they were bad, and they're still I was, bad. I was
1: twelve. Yeah. Was like, give, give me a break.
0: Yeah. No. Bad. To <laughs> you should have. You should have known better.
1: <laughs> well, how, actually, actually what, what, what was the what was the Raiders record the first season you supported the Like, were they? Who was their quarterback?
0: Oh, I, well, the first season I probably started supporting the Raiders was twenty sixteen. So it was Derek Carr. That was you the year they made the playoffs. Derek so to be fair, I did think I was glory oh, hunting. Yeah, nah, did. I wanted. A, I, I liked liked because I wanted an underdog. I wanted a team with a few young players. I like the jerseys. I like the history. I like the nuts fans. Okay,
1: okay, but you there you commit 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 commi- You didn't support the Browns around that era, did you?
0: Mm, you, let's move on. So Marcus yeah. Peters, I'd say, is the uh the uh top free agent quarterback um for, for for me um you know he came off an ACL tear last year um in training camp and I think kind of wasn't as 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 top of a player and it kind of took him a while to get into his rhythm again. But I think he can still be a difference maker for a team. He's thirty, you know. He's had a lot of interceptions throughout his career. Um, so so I think he's kind of the top cornerback free agent, and you know, there's a lot of teams around the league that even if not right now or as i say post-draft will be looking at their defense and quarterbacks and injuries and i think even if he doesn't get signed to a team sort of pre in the off season which i think he will then he could easily be signed to a team, sort of week one, or you know after the start of training camp, and be that difference maker that comes in for a team. So yeah, I'm not a glory hunter, and Marcus Peters is the top free agent left for for quarterbacks. I'd say. so Yeah, moving on from that, I think finally we'll talk about safeties and kind of the the top re-signing for this. I think was Jordan Poyer. He uh, re-signed on a two-year, twelve point five million deal with the Bills. He's going kind to of become known as the one of the sort of cornerstone players for that Bills team on the on the back end, alongside Micah Hyde. kind of two top safeties in the in the league and you know constant doesn't take plays off really solid player um and i think for for the bills it's kind of all about that offense i think that you know the as has become a bit of a through note through this episode is is talking about teams you know focusing on that defense and even in a passing league if you can can have that top defense it comes back down to that sort of classic adage of you know offense wins games defense wins championships when you think about the uh broncos panthers super bowl 50 a few years ago and how kind of monstrous that defense was and then you know, the Patriots Rams Super Bowl a few years ago and, and how monstrous that Patriots performance was only holding the Rams to three. So I think yeah, really, really good resigning for the Bills. And then Top kind of free agent safety, I'd say that's out there. It just took a bit of thinking, but I think Adrian Amos, who was the uh, he started off at the Bears and then went to the Packers. I think it's been that that solid kind of player that won't necessarily be an All Pro or top safety in the league, but can really be a sort of plug in and play solid solid signing for a team. You know, I could see him going to. Uh, we we kind of spoke about and joked about the pre episode We both read that Grady Jarrett headline about saying that the the Falcons are going to be that top team on defense next year. And I could see him maybe going to a team like the Falcons. You know. We've got Jeff, Jesse Bates in free agency, but might need a bit of a rotation, kind of on that that secondary level. They just got Jeff Okuda traded over there, um, they, so they're you know in a good position from a defensive point of view. So I can see him going to there. Yeah,
1: I've, I've never really, I've never really thought of them as a team with a good defense.
0: No, I no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah,
1: like like you know like I, I always think of teams like 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 the Steelers being tough. You know, I've never thought of the Falcons being a tough team.
0: Yeah, was it when was it we were, we were talking? I, I think we kind of said that. Like there's certain teams that when when they have a bad defense, oh, it was the Bears, wasn't it? We were saying it's just weird to think of the Bears as having like a bad defense. So yes. I, I completely agree agree with you. I think it's yeah, I've, the Falcons. Yeah, I've,
1: I've never thought of, of of the that that tough Falcons defense.
0: No. No, they...
1: like, as, an ident- as an
0: identity. Yeah, because we were talking about, I think it was the Bears, weren't we? And saying about them as a, a team, it's weird to kind of associate them as, as not having a good defence in the last couple of seasons. And so with, you know, hopefully they'll kind of get back to that. But yeah, I do I do think with the Falcons, even on their Super Bowl run a few years ago, it was all about their offence and that kind of high-flying offence of what they would do. And the, the defence kind of became a bit of an afterthought, it felt. So, yeah, no, I can I completely see what you Gotta
1: mean. Got to get that defence sorted. Gotta nothing get that... without that. Yeah, very true. Very true. I mean, who, who was actually the last team to win the Super Bowl whose defense wasn't like on it? I don't know. I, mean, I suppose I suppose what um, Patrick Mahomes kind of wins them on his own, but <laughs> you do need a defense out
0: there. Yeah, well, well to be fair, the um, you know the Nick Bolton scoop and score, which kind of brought the Chiefs back into that game. True. So it's you know you yeah. don't know how the momentum would have gone if that hadn't happened, and you know yes. he nearly had a second one as well. So
1: exactly those defensive plays.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's weird because we're kind of in a... I wish
1: Jerry Jones had learned that years ago. that you know, he's owned the Cowboys however long he's owned it. And it's always just been about signing the big name, the big wide receiver. It's always been about yeah. signing the, the big, you know, like using a top draft pick for a running back. You know, yeah. Like Elliot, you know, he's, he's, been, he, he's, he's had a great career. But, you know, oh, Jerry. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like didn't <sighs> you, Tony Pollard was what? Where was he drafted? Like, he's in the fourth round. So, <laughs> little, little,
1: little, little, I think that's my first ever Jerry Jones rant on on this podcast. Wow.
0: It took I know. like 19 episodes.
1: It's taken me a while. Yeah, fair play.
0: Yeah, but as much as uh, the Cowboys will sign the top free agent wide receiver and the top big name guy, the Raiders will just sign a bunch of depth wide receivers when we need help on defense. So, you know, it swings aroundabouts in the NFL, isn't it? That is true. But as much as much as much as the Raiders don't sign top wide receiver free agents the ravens do <laughs> so after an after an episode of a, of eluding and and story and conjecture and, and
1: fighting me off and talking about and it try, trying to avoid you because I, I wanted
0: to finish off with this so yeah the big one ob do you want to say the news or should i you can say it okay so odell beckham jr finally uh finally signed with the team signed with the ravens on a no. one year uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know I you didn't can't. Know that. You're just learning about this now, I can tell and, That's unbelievable. and this is why people listen to to the episode for the <laughs> the 54 minutes of stuff about random Random yeah. free agency, only to get to <laughs> the big free agent at the Start end.
1: Starting an episode. Yeah, it's the first episode after after Beckham. I know Beckham Jr. signs for a team with Cooper Rush.
0: <laughs> I just want to kick this episode off. So this is my top it's thirty-two practice it. squad hey, players.
1: Listen, listen. This is this is how Tarantino would do it. Okay. Very true. Yeah. So, so you know what I mean? You don't. Just, you know. You, you bide your time. You
0: build. We tickled, yeah, it. tickled, tickled the ivories of the story, and now we're now there's the payoff. So here we are. Obj. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. signed a 1-year, 15-million fully guaranteed contract with the Ravens. So, what <laughs> about that? i i i feel annoyed that once again something i predicted has failed because i said he was going to go to the chiefs so <laughs> i'm i yeah i just should stop predicting it. i can't wait for my mock yeah. draft which is going to all be completely wrong i uh,
1: mean literally i'm going to do a mock draft as well not knowing half of these guys like you'll know these people you'll know yeah. their parents you'll know everything i'll be like oh uh, yeah that guy's gonna go there yeah but, and you'll get uh, yeah, everyone I, right I, I, by by not predicting that odell beckham jr would go anywhere um i was closer to the truth than you oh,
0: damn damn hmm. all it's a constant competition isn't it
1: isn't it just yeah yeah I, yeah i mean it's a, it's a weird one isn't it it's it's like, a it's, has, he, has, he, has he got any connections to baltimore i i don't i don't i mean i can are we going to assume that lamar jackson is definitely staying because of this because they, they shared like a snapchat yeah. online so assuming let's assume that lamar jackson stays he now has obj to throw to
0: Yeah, he's got Mark Mark Andrews as well.
1: Mark, of course, Mark Andrews. Big Mark, um, big Mark. Rashad Um,
0: Bateman, the young dudes.
1: So, I don't. I mean, you know, they're 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 a good side. It makes it makes the Ravens better if he stays fit.
0: Yeah, I mean, was I reading that they they haven't had like a Pro Bowl? They're the longest team with a um Pro Bowl wide receiver drought, like the Ravens are. So this this is kind of the has been the big need for the Ravens for a few years.
1: I think I think personally I think it's weird because I think we all kind of assumed that he would go to a team that were Super Bowl ready yeah and it doesn't have that feel does it I don't you don't feel, you don't look at the Ravens and think they're a team if you throw Odell Beckham jr in they're gonna win the Super Bowl
0: the, yeah I, you don't but the, the one thing I look at with this deal is the fact that it's fully guaranteed. And it's like how many teams in the league were willing to give, you know, Beckham the fully guaranteed money? Because he's obviously coming off his second ACL tear. And yeah. like no matter what happens next season, he gets paid the fifteen million.
1: Yeah, I get that. And it, I mean, in the day, it's not like it's not like in, in, in soccer, if you wanna call it soccer. that, where, mm-hmm. where you, 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 you kind of have all these teams in lower divisions who have zero chance of winning the Premier League. Zero chance to win the Champions League. Like every... The, the beautiful thing about the NFL is that every single team starts the season with a chance of winning the big prize. Yeah. Like that, that you know, that is it. So, and and he still... And he has a great quarterback that's that's going to be thrown in the ball. Every team goes into, this, goes into the new season with the chance. So that's the only reason that you can say, okay, there's money and there is there is that chance of winning the Super Bowl because the alternative is simply not playing. Yeah. But I don't know. I, it just, for me... I, does he need money that much? I don't know. I don't know his finances.
0: Mm, very true. It's uh, a
1: weird. It's a weird one for me. But it might be the greatest decision ever. I well, mean, yeah. I, and he does have a Super Bowl ring, so yeah. maybe, maybe it's maybe you don't know, dear. The the factors, the factors that go into this. Maybe it was what was sold to him, the, the project that was sold to him yeah or maybe it's just one year and just see how that goes and then next year he goes and signs for someone else
0: yeah and you, you never know if um you know like with Aaron Rodgers saying about he's like kind of wish list of players to sign you never know if there's more of a connection between him and Lamar Jackson and like yeah. you know there's that connection with yeah, um exactly. Aaron Rodgers where he's going oh I want Randall Cobb and I want these guys because that's who I have a connection with so you never know if yeah. there's that with OBJ and Lamar Jackson he's thinking all right okay 15 minute guaranteed one year I get to kind of prove myself again can play with a top quarterback and maybe it was a way of convincing you know lamar jackson to play on that franchise tag because maybe yep. he's going okay we build a rapport together yep. suddenly every team's going oh so this is what jackson looks like with a top wide receiver oh he stays healthy and this is what he looks like okay then well, wherever jackson those- goes obj could sign wherever he goes after that
1: yeah i mean on the back of those injuries like i i kind of, if you know like having suffered uh, an acl um myself yeah I wince every time I watch some of these guys, especially having known the injuries they've gone through. Like when yeah. they go up for a catch, I, I genuinely do because I think because I mean the difference obviously is that my knee isn't built up to the same levels so that these guys is. They you know they have it repaired, yeah. and they go they go to the gym and they they build everything around it so that it's sometimes it can be stronger post operation yeah. post op. So I can only assume he's gone through this but oh, I still I still do I still kind of go oh god you know like I was I'm, I'm thinking like just don't just don't go up for that catch Odell yeah just let that let that one go but the, you can't play you can't play American football like that you can't every single play, you have to give it your all day. You?
0: That's the is the is the fast twitch, like constant, you know, yep. wide receiver running those 40, 50 yep. routes a game yep. and all that. And he's got a, you know, tore the same ACL on his left knee as he's torn before. And yep. then he's going So I think, for from a from a OBJ perspective, it makes so much sense. Like, it makes complete sense. He's got the most guaranteed money he could probably yeah. get. He's got that one-year contract. It makes total sense. You know, if if after this season, if he has any other injury or can't play, you've kind of sorted yourself out for life. Um, and I think then... The other side of that, it also makes sense because at least it gives Jackson that target. It probably entices Jackson to play more on the franchise tag and, you know, turn up to training camp and so on before a long term deal was in play. So I get that. But it's also just a, a, for a team that's trying to re sign Jackson, having trouble with guaranteed money, it's also a lot of money to throw at a, you know, quite a potential injury ridden player going into his 30s and, you know, coming off yeah. his second ACL tear.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I. I think wait, I mean, it's one of those. If he stays fit, I do think it's a good signing. Oh, yeah. then, for the rate for the rate for the Ravens. Um, and obviously we don't know what they're going to do in the draft, so that that can change things as well. I yeah, mean, is the question I was going to ask you a minute ago: Is does does Odell Beckham Jr. go in there as number one receiver?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. definitely, yeah. I think that's been you know the issue for the the Ravens for quite a few years now. And I think that's maybe, you know, one of the enticing elements for Jackson is to go, okay, finally you're giving me a top receiver and a guy that I like and want to play with. So, here we go, let's let's do it. And that this is a chance for me to prove actually how good I am. And maybe the other side of that is the Ravens going, Okay, we've given you a top receiver. Now prove how good you yeah. are and pr- prove why you deserve that top buddy. And um, you know, as much as there's there's still that narrative of him just not being that top quarterback, um, because of his passing skills, but I do think they've developed and he's just suffered with injuries the past couple of seasons. And I think yeah. if he stays healthy, he'll he'll show that he can be that top pocket passer as well as that rusher. There's, and yeah,
1: just yeah, like you say, with the injuries to Jackson with the injuries to odell beckham jr there is that kind of, it's a, it feels like a bit of a toss of the coin doesn't it, it could go one way it could go yeah. the other. i mean that is true to say for every single team in the nfl like the quarterback is such a big player that like you know you look at the cowboys a couple of years ago when Dak prescott does his ankle, you, you cooper rush being great and everything like that but um you lose that guy and your whole season could fall apart. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, well, the 49ers. 49ers last season is probably mm. a better reference. So there is always that. There's always that. It's just, I guess it's the probabilities, isn't it? If you've got a quarterback that has been picking up injuries and you sign a wide receiver coming on the back, coming on the back of two ACLs, your probabilities of injuries are, are higher. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it happens again.
0: No, no, and I th- I think that's it could be, the. It
1: could be. It could be great. It could be a great season for the for the Ravens.
0: I mean, especially if they have you know they had a great draft last year. Um, if OBJ plays like he did when he he signed with the Rams like the other year, it could quite easily be you know a ma- marriage made in heaven and could you know take the Ravens to the promised land and and How, then... how
1: many years has it been? I'm I'm Googling. How many years has it been since it was it was um it was the mighty Flacco, wasn't it? Oh for the, the uh, Super Bowl, twenty twelve. Yeah. So yeah, you know
0: it's uh, that clock's ticking. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. But good to see him finally signed somewhere. So uh, definitely. Yeah, now it's now it's just we'll see if um it'll really ruin my prediction because I said Lamar Jackson is going to go to the Falcons, but this this kind of makes me feel like differently about that. But I'm not going to go back on my prediction because that's the kind of guy I am. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stick to it <laughs> and be wrong and be content about that. <laughs> right. You do you. What have you been listening to? Apart from me mess up ninety percent of this episode. <laughs> yeah, you're in, you're in editing hell. Yeah. What
1: have I been listening to? Well, obviously I was listening last week to um, the Daisy Jones and the Six uh, mm-hmm. album Aurora. Um, the week started um, a lot with that. Um, kind of. I must admit, I have thrown it back in the last two days to an old REM album because it was the it was the fortieth anniversary of uh, Murmur their first oh debut album. Nice. so yeah i kind of pop pop that bad boy back on there um just yeah you know in the in the car a couple of times it's just been quite nice Actually, it's an album i've not listened to for a for a long time um really randomly on tiktok i saw a, a piece of video from yeah, this is I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring it back okay uh, from um, yeah, you know, like when you watch old video from like towns, in, like yeah, you know, Romford. So basically, I had an old video on the, you, you know, Romford. Yeah, it's kind of Essex way. Yes, it?
0: it's that discrepancy between Essex and London that no one really yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah, so it's
1: a very concrete kind of concrete town. Anyway, I my friend used to go there with uh, with his with his mum, and I can't remember why. I think they might have had relatives there. But I brought this album in in an hour price in Romford, uh, sometime in the late eighties. And um, on cassette. And uh, yeah, and so so it was really, really, really random that I <laughs> could see that exact same TikTok on the same day that it was the 40th anniversary of the album. Night oh, Morning, wow, that's right. cool. That's so I know, I know. was just like and it, and it was basically it was talking about trouble in the area, kids being bored and all kind of late '80s violence. Right. So that was probably around the time I went there and bought that album. Oh my god! About three hours later, I discovered it was the 40th anniversary of that exact album. Ah, yeah,
0: that's very there cool. You go. Go. A nice uh, little nice little story to accompany accompany uh, your listening, uh, uh, bits this gather, week.
1: gather 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 around Grandpa as he tells the story. <laughs> of days
0: gone by oh god he's dribbled chicken down his chest again <laughs> remember I, I, remember I, remember remember I, I remember the war <laughs>
1: right, what what you been listening to Reese?
0: <laughs> what have I been listening to you ask yeah, what been, have you been listening to been, I have been listening to basically I've got okay. a band and then I've also got a, a song so I've been jumping back into some Biffy Clyro, actually lately oh. it's, been a, it's been a while um, and I, did, I
1: did that about a week ago actually did you its you sort of random Biffy moment, couple of couple of hours? Yeah, I
0: don't even know what inspired me to listen to it. It was really strange, but I just kind of was. I, I was on the train. I cannot remember what like what I looked at that made me think. Oh, I will start listening to some Biffy Claro. But yeah, I just kind of smashed all their albums into a playlist and and was listening yeah. to it. I actually, one of my my favorite Biffy Claro song is actually a B side. There's a song called "A Girl and His Cat," which is from. There. Which album was it from? It was a B-side from Opposites, and it's really, really good. And like, I, remember, I literally remember. Um my brother years and years ago picking me up this was not long after Opposites had come out and then they released the B-sides but he picked me up from um, secondary school and I remember driving down this hill and it was like blasted outside with sun and then we had the windows down and I was just like oh yeah have you heard this song he was like no I just like launched it up to full volume and was just listening to that and like as soon as I played this song the other day I was just launched back to that moment of me being like 15, 16 I was like ah this is why I love Biffy Clara they remind me of that period but yes Biffy Clara in terms of band and then song There's a song discovered on my Discover Spotify the other day called "Rock Bottom" by Matilda Homer, and it is just what can only be described as an absolute bop. It's just like I don't even know how to how to like describe what the song is. It's kind of like indie indie sort of rock, but she's got a great great voice, and the weirdly the yeah, and the way she kind of sings it, like the kind of um, intonation of like the the verses are really like wicked game by Chris Isaac. Like as soon as I heard it, is that the way that like the kind of melody of the the lyrics.
1: I'm listening to it now. Yeah. Do you see what I mean about the
0: Chris Isaac thing? I I do. Yeah. Also,
1: also if you listen to Daisy Jones and the Six's album, Aurora, There's vibes of that. That's insane. 100%.
0: That's perfect because I basically, me and my missus discovered it. I was like, okay, this is amazing. And we both went away the next day and we were listening to it and just on repeat in separate places, like on the way to work. And then it was like, we listened to the rest of her stuff and was like, ah... it's it's just not as good. It's kind of like generic oh, jazzy bits. No. And so the the you saying oh it's a lot like the Daisy Jones of the Six stuff is great because I'm like oh well, perfect because if it's like yeah. that that's more of the stuff I kind of oh, want to listen so
1: to. That's so heartbreaking. Uh, hear and yeah, I've I've had that a few times lately. And you're like oh this is because TikTok keeps throwing new stuff at me. Yeah. I'll listen to it. And that, that's why I don't mention it because I'm like oh this is cool. And you go on Spotify and you're like
0: oh that's not as good. Yeah. No. No. It's, it's so kind far. of yeah. It's it's it's, nah. it's it's kind of it's bittersweet because you're like okay like I found this song it's yeah. excellent and i can listen to this and repeat but also you know i wish i could dive in like there's a band called martha that discovered a little while ago um and like it's sort of heard the first song of theirs it's called caught up and confused it was really really good um and then kind of dived into them more because my missus started listening to them more as well and she was like oh listen to the album it's quite good so the misses uh, i started listening to yeah we should have been sharing a lot of music stuff lately um but she's listening to the album. You are, you playing, are you now? playing the triangle whilst <laughs> I'm trying to talk? <laughs> I she picks up <laughs> against, a, um, a candle for, for the last I forgot you live in a castle. Um, yeah, I do live in a castle. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, yeah basically... Basically, I discovered this band, Mother Gun, listen to, to the album, and it was just consistently as good as that like first song I found. So yeah, no, I'd say Biffy Claro, Band of the Week, and then Rock Bottom, Matilda Homer, I'd say is uh, my, my sort of top song of the week. But yeah, that, that wraps up this kind of chaotic episode. I can't wait to, to edit it because no one will hear this when they listen to it, but the amount of times i messed up trying to finish off this episode I, was I, just I, crazy.
1: I, I think you need to find some time to put together all the outtakes Oh, this. I. I lots of lots of me laughing hysterically at you just making endless errors
0: and lots of swearing lots of like really overt swearing that never makes the episodes we're uh yeah we'll release an explicit one definitely. we joke yeah with all of our jokes that also don't make sense the ones that don't make the episodes
1: <laughs> all of our jokes that don't make sense, do some of our jokes uh, i suppose the dad
0: jokes do the they? dad jokes yeah we've really we've really found our target audience with this these yes, episodes haven't we definitely. but yeah thanks for joining me for another episode Gav. <laughs> we'll finish it off there before we go on another tangent. But yeah, thanks for joining me. Uh we'll be back again next week. I think we'll probably start talking about draft stuff actually next week. Now it's a Ooh. couple of weeks away, so that's going to be that's going to be fun. Um, so yeah, I reckon, I reckon sort of around next week or the week after we'll do the do the mock draft. It'll be one of those weeks, but it'll definitely but ne- be... Next
1: week because the week after I'm off to, uh, I'm off to Italy.
0: Oh, ah, well, there you go. Well, there you go. So next week we'll do the mock draft, which will be, be quite fun. So look forward to that. So thanks everyone for listening. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at ClutchdownPod. And we'll be back chatting all about the draft and all about the NFL next week. <laughs>